0: Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hi, friends. We are in the final days of magical May and in some ways this month has gone by so quickly and in other ways I'm very ready for it to be June. I think with time and the way time passes, I feel this way often, sort of like in those final days of each month. I like to reflect on all that's happened in the month's time and also think about like what do I have like look- to look forward to around the corner and this concept of feeling happy and satisfied with what is but also excited about what's next really relates to the theme for today's episode which is calling in and what does it mean to call in how does that relate to manifesting and the law of attraction and how can we use the concept of calling in to enhance our lives in easy and accessible ways so we'll get into all of that very soon Um, but before we do i want to just settle into the episode with a few minutes for a small centering ritual So you can do this now with me or whenever you have a moment. (laughs) Sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast and the host starts to like guide me towards some sort of activity, it makes me nervous because I'm like, oh no, I'm doing dishes or I'm on a walk or whatever. So if you don't have the time or the ability to do this right now, no worries. Just if you think about it, come back to it. But just With me, if you can, plant your feet firmly on whatever surface is below you and place your hands on your heart and take a few deep breaths. Just breathe in and out and feel the life force within you as you feel your body underneath your hands, as you feel the ground beneath your feet, sense the energy that exists all around you there are times in our lives when things feel frantic and chaotic and we don't have access to this peaceful calm feeling and that's totally fine that's completely normal but there are other times when we can pause and feel into this peace and so you're holding on to it right now. You have that peaceful feeling underneath your hands, within your body, so you can return to it when you need it. And if you are beyond a moment of chaos and then wishing, gosh, I wish I had tapped into that in that moment, just give yourself a little bit of compassion, a little bit of grace, and know that next time maybe you can. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to tune into what turns you on and why it's important to pay attention to what makes you feel alive. Um, We'll talk about what does it even mean to call in. So let's start there. When I say call in, I'm talking about the law of attraction or manifesting, really thinking about what you want in your life and declaring it to the universe. And it can be a small feeling and it can be a big change in your life. Manifesting can come to you through parking spaces. That's something I love to manifest because it feels really low stakes and it's like a little fun game I can play with the universe. Or it can be like manifesting a partner or manifesting a new job or manifesting a million dollars. I mean there's so many different things that you can manifest. Um and like I said it can be even just a feeling or a butterfly or a message from a past loved one, it can be so many different things. It can be anything that you want, but when you declare it to the universe, you're calling it to you like a magnet. So you're calling it in. And one of the things that I really like about this, the words calling in, is that it to me feels very flowy. It feels very welcoming. It declares it with some sense of authority and knowing like i am calling this into my life but it's also with an open hand it's not forceful it's not um manually grudging something out it's like really just having a knowledge of what you want and an openness for it to come to you And a key part of calling in whatever you want to call in in your life is knowing what you want and being able to recognize what makes you feel good. So here are a few ways to tune into what turns you on. First thing is slowing down, creating space in your life, in your schedule by saying no or not now and really just doing less. The less we do, I think, in our really busy, chaotic lives, the more we're able to see the things that really light us up and make us feel good. So it might mean that you create space in your schedule and take something off of your to-do list and then miss it and really wish for it. And in that case, you've recognized something that makes you feel good. Or you take a few things off your to-do list and really don't miss them and really appreciate the space, or you fill that space with something else that does make you feel good. And no matter what, this like practice of slowing down, making space, is just going to shift things around enough so that you can start to see what you really want and what really makes you feel good. Another way to tune in to what turns you on is to reflect on the recurring themes of your life, the good ones, not like, oh, well, well, here's one for me. (laughs) Here's a bad example for me. When I would move as a child, we moved states quite a few times, and every time we moved to a new state, I would tell myself, I won't be the most talkative girl in class. I won't get in trouble for talking too much. I won't be the person that answers the teacher's question first, and so I would go into new situations in a new classroom, and I would like sit back for a few weeks, but then I like couldn't stand it. I always wanted to be the first person to answer the teacher's question. I always wanted to be chatting with the person at the desk next to me. And so I would like resist my natural urges for as long as I could handle. And then I would like my normal me would finally surface. And then I could just like relax into being who I was, which it was like a struggle because being like the chatty person in the back of the class, being the know-it-all, it wasn't always like the best, Representation of me, but it was like at the core of who I am. So that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but sometimes when I think of like a recurring theme in my life, that's immediately what comes to mind. So not that. What I'm talking about is the things that you've always loved, the things that have always made you feel good. The Things for me that have been recurring in my life are yoga. I've been practicing yoga since I was 15 years old and I take breaks from it. There's actually been quite a few years since I've had a consistent yoga practice recently, but it's something that's always there for me and always makes me feel good. And I can trust and know that it'll be there for me when I need it. Another thing is journaling. I have had a journaling practice for as long as I can remember. Really, I think since I was like 10 or 11, but I don't journal every day. And it isn't something that I always feel as connected to, but it is a recurring theme in my life that makes me feel good. I've always loved it. Um, So you can just kind of think about like, what are the things that not just as a child, but as a teen, as a young adult, like as I've grown and evolved in my life, what are some of those things that I always seem to come back to? Maybe it's knitting or baking, or maybe it's sending mail or, um, can, volunteering you know there's just so many different things that we all do in our lives and there is a cyclical nature to our growth and evolution and so if you can kind of rely on those creature comforts as you're trying to identify the things that make you feel good i think you'll be able to sense, oh, okay, these are a few of the core things that I can come back to. Another way to tune in is to just start paying attention. Bring a fresh perspective, a fresh set of eyes to your everyday life, your day in and day out, and see what are the things that you really love that you could start to appreciate more. And that goes into my next point, which is to write down what you appreciate. The teachers, Abraham Hicks, call this a rampage of appreciation and a lot of people talk about the value of gratitude and keeping a gratitude journal but really just taking the time to recognize the things that you really appreciate the people you really appreciate even just the sensations that you appreciate start paying attention and then writing those things down. And that will start to bring to the surface, the things that you want to call into your life. Because what you'll notice is that, for example, I have, I'm looking at one of my house plants right now. I had one house plant for several years. It was a gift from a friend. And I always joked that I was Simply as a new mom trying to keep humans alive, I didn't want any plants at all. And then all of a sudden, when um, COVID-19 started getting really serious here in the States, I just got this Urge to buy some more houseplants. So I went to the sill.com, which I'll include in the show notes because it's an awesome website. I ordered, I think, like five new plants, and watching these plants grow, watering them, being around them has been like so uplifting and enriching to me that that's definitely something that I'm paying attention to. Like, that's a new element of me that I've been like really resistant towards and very slow to the plant life. I mean houseplants are a big thing. Everybody's into them it seems. And I was like really against it forever. And then just all of a sudden this shift in our collective experience brought me a new perspective and now i'm really into it and i'm like finding that i want to get more houseplants so i think just by paying attention to those little pings as people call them those little hits of inspiration we can start to bring more into our lives of things that we appreciate things that make us feel good so why is this even important and how does it relate to calling things in or calling in energy We can't always change our circumstances. There's so many times in our lives when we might feel like we're stuck or stagnant in work or in a relationship, in a partnership or in a family relationship. There's just plenty of times in our lives where it feels like we are just in whatever we're in. And I know for me personally, and I'm sure you've felt this way too, there's a tendency to want to leave or to quit or give up. And instead of doing that, I think the thing we can do is add more good, but start tiny, 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 tiny. So by Going back to that list, the list of things to tune in to what turns you on, you can start really, really small. When you slow down and create space in your schedule, when you don't commit to things that you don't want to do, you can start to see how small spaces open up and you can call more good into your life. On a recent connection call with one of my clients, I talked to them about this experience that she had with getting really excited about a particular topic and like diving super, super deep into it. And then feeling like a sense of overwhelm or like maybe oversaturation and kind of giving up on that idea. So we talked a little bit about how excitement in general in life can kind of be like a pendulum and you can, get really excited about something and dive in super deep. And instead of like feeling overwhelmed by your excitement or like you're too into something, we talked about how important it is to accept and allow that excitement that we as humans really love to expand our knowledge we love to get into new ideas and so there is this like tendency to dive really deep into something and certain personalities Really get into it more than others, but no matter what, like I even see it in my children. They'll get into a new activity book or a new game or whatever, and that's like all they want to do. And I mean, this has happened with me recently, <laughs> with us staying home. I've been wanting to do puzzles constantly, and when I get into a puddle puzzle, I am like in it, and that's all I want to do. And so, rather than like belittling yourself or making yourself feel bad for being so into something I really encourage this client to accept that and allow it and then also recognize that when that enthusiasm fades that's okay too that pendulum is going to swing and rather than judging that swing back and forth you can just allow yourself to return to a centered place and just go slow and be gentle and call in something fresh and new if you want, or call in a deeper experience, but no matter what, just allow yourself to be, just breathe in that and keep going. So when it comes to law of attraction, I, there's so many different resources out there and I've had quite a few conversations on podcasts that you can listen to. If you want to learn more on that's pretty woo, we had two episodes about Um, law of attraction and manifesting one is like a little bit more deep and esoteric and my co-host jordan and i disagree a little bit but not really but it is a little bit of a lively conversation and then we have a second episode that's like on everyday manifesting and how we manifest in in everyday life and for me some of my favorite ways to practice everyday manifesting are with again super small things but One time I had a teacher tell us that if we wanted to just think of something totally random and then try to manifest that in in the day or in the week and so anything from like a turtle to a butterfly or a pineapple, you can try different things and just play with the universe. I know a lot of people really enjoy recognizing aligned numbers or setting an intention to see more aligned numbers and that's when you see like 1111 or 222. Two, two. So, yeah, I think that those are fun ways to practice calling calling in the energies that you want in a playful manner. One of the ways I do this is through pulling a mantra or oracle card in the mornings. I like to do that and I share on Instagram quite a bit. That's one way that I've just recognized is a fun thing to do to play with the universe that's really inspiring to me and I'm sure that that again that pendulum will swing and I might not be into that forever but for now I'm really enjoying it and it's like a such a small easy accessible practice for me Um, Another episode that I did recently was on the Ambitious Soul podcast, which is my friend Christy's podcast. And we talked about four ways to use manifesting in your business. And I highly recommend listening to that one if you haven't yet, especially if you you work full-time or if you're running your own business or you're somewhere in between, we share just four simple ways to use this energy of calling in in work and when you show up as an entrepreneur or in the job that you do I mean honestly if you if you work from home as a stay-at-home mom you probably could find some inspiration in there also um, if you're new to manifesting in Law of Attraction, I think that Jess Lively has an older series in her blog. It was from a few years ago, but if you searched for LOAQ&A, she did this whole series where she talked to people who aren't familiar with Law of Attraction at all, just like you know, everyday people like you and me that hadn't come across it yet. And they really dive deep into some of her thoughts and philosophies and teachers. And I thought it was when I listened to it back then when it aired, I found it to be really like centering and inspiring. So that would be another thing to check out if you're wanting to get more into this topic. Also two books that I love Um, The first one is Gabby Bernstein's Super Attractor. It's her latest book. I read it last year. Actually, I think I listened to it on Audible and it is, again, really inspiring and uplifting and it includes a lot of great stories about how she receives messages from the universe and how she connects to her guides and how her spiritual practice plays into her manifesting and I just think, again, if you're into living a more abundant, magical life, having teachers like that that you can use as resources is really inspiring. Another teacher I love is Shaman Durek, and his book Spirit Hacking is a unique take on a lot of this. He has a really different perspective I think he's a modern day shaman and he has an incredible life story so I also listened to his book but I have the hard copy of both Gabby Bernstein and Shaman Dirk's book because I met them last year at an event called Attune in Georgia it was a four-day retreat that I went to with my friend and I had the opportunity to meet with both of them so of course I listened to their books and then I got the hard copy so I could have them sign the books it was really cool. Another practice that I like to do to connect me to this calling in practice and um, that calling in energy and manifesting is listening to anything and everything recorded from Abraham Hicks on YouTube. Abraham Hicks is a channeled entity through Esther Hicks. And so it's Uh, unique to get into. If you are not familiar with channeled works, if you are, then you know what I'm talking about. But essentially Esther Hicks channels this otherworldly being and communicates through Esther answers people's questions they have all these retreats and cruises and interviews there's even like an interview with Oprah from I think the 80s on YouTube somewhere and she's talking to Esther about this experience of speaking with Abraham and it's really I mean it's a little out there for sure um, if you are thinking in a much more traditional linear fashion but if you're like open to that sort of thing I think it's it's really' incredible, amazing wisdom and just a unique way to kind of get your mind out of like the everyday thoughts that you might be thinking. So I, for like a full year, I think I would just like open up YouTube, search, um, Abraham Hicks and just see what would come up. There's so many different videos. And then I would just play one while I was doing my makeup or getting my hair ready or getting dressed in the morning and not really like putting too much emphasis on what particular topic they were discussing, but more so just letting their wisdom wash over me, which is another thing that in terms of finding things that light me up, one of the things I really enjoy to do is just not always be a student, but really just to be an observer. So if you think about like um, in college, like actually taking a class versus auditing a class, like sometimes I like to... Definitely, I love being a student. I love to take notes and highlight and really try to apply what I'm learning. But there's plenty of other times where I just don't think we have the bandwidth to always be like a focused, hardcore learning. Like you can't always have a highlighter in your hand. You don't always want to be like taking notes and studying. So that doesn't mean that you don't want to be in an uplifting vibration where you're learning it. I just think that there's, there's opportunity for both. So I like to also just let the wisdom of others wash over me, which is one of the reasons why listening to books from Gabby Bernstein and Shaman Dirk is so uplifting because if you just listen to something, there's some magic in the, the sound waves transferring to your ears. I just think it's a really cool thing to try. So That is, I think, just about everything that I want to cover in terms of what does it mean to call in and how can we start paying attention to what turns us on? I would love to hear if this resonates or how it relates to what you have going on in your life right now. And I also want to remind you that May is almost up, like I said, but you can join Magical May anytime you want. So if you've been listening to the podcast or you're just joining and it's like September, stop by CelebrateCultivate.com and check out what we have going on. I'm thinking about changing magical may to magical month and making it a pdf download that will be available here in the future after may but essentially what the magical may guidebook offers is the opportunity to create your own virtual retreat anytime you want so the guidebook has all of the prompts the playlist plus a calendar and spacious for reflection, and additional resources all combined together for $22. You can download it on CelebrateCultivate.com and start today. You don't have to play catch up. You don't have to scroll through the Instagram feed if you don't want to. Um, I think that the guidebook is just a really nice, supportive way to make the retreat work for you. You can also sign up for a connection call still. So I've had quite a few of those roll in and that's an opportunity to talk to me for 45 minutes and we go through whatever you feel like is like the thing that's standing in your way from having a more magical abundant everyday life. We just kind of talk through some of those issues and blocks, come up with some new strategies and rituals and resources, and then I also provide you with three mantras based on our conversation. And that again is available for purchase at celebratecultivate.com for $111. And of course, I cannot wrap up today's episode without reminding you to sign up for the newsletter because we are still doing those on a weekly basis through the end of Magical May. So if you're tuning in today, it's Thursday. Definitely sign up for the newsletter. It's been such an amazing way to connect with you, to share inspiration and resources. I always include the playlists, and uh, those come out on Saturday mornings. So thank you so much, as always, for listening. I hope you have a magical day that you're able to do that very small grounding ritual and that you're able to call in some more abundant, lovely vibes into your life. Thanks, friends. Thank you so much for listening. Visit CelebrateCultivate.com for links and notes from today's conversation. Follow along on Instagram at Celebrate Cultivate and connect with me at Keelena Elyse. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.